As we greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you, uh, Brother Chetty. Good to see you. Amen. Amen. Uh, we just have, before we read the word, there's just a prayer request. Brother Joshua has got a prayer request regarding uh, his blood pressure level. Amen. And then he and some issues around the projects that they have undertaken. Amen. God knows everything. Uh, you remember the uh, sister who was here whose blood pressure was on 220 and then it dropped down to uh, 130. Amen. Just after the believers have prayed, the blood pressure normalized. Amen. So God can, can normalize a blood pressure. God can resolve any issues around any project uh, um, because we are his project. Amen. If he got us right, he will get our stuff right. How many agree? If he got us right, he will get our stuff right. Amen. So we'll just bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, this evening we've got a request of our brother. And Lord, we believe that this is where matters can be presented. And I believe my brother knew that I tried this, I tried that, but let me take this matter to the house of the Lord. And Lord, us as believers, we have seen many a times when matters were presented to you, some were deemed impossible, but you just cherished, especially when they seemed impossible, how you moved and made things possible, and believers would come back and praise you for what you have done, dear God. Brother Joshua has a request, and Lord, for us, every request, when we see it, we already see a testimony, even before we see the results, because faith is able to venture into the unknown and bring results in real time. And Lord, in the health of our brother, may you touch him and normalize things. And Lord, even the projects that he has mentioned, may you just step in and resolve everything. Not only for him, but for all the believers that are here. You know them individually, you know what they need, and that is why we want to present even unspoken requests. May you intervene so that on those unspoken requests, may there be testimonies that will emanate from that so that the devil can be proven indeed that he is a liar. Lord, we know you keep your promises. That's why we spoke last week about a court trial, about Mr. Impatient, Mr. Skeptic, and Heavenly Father and Mr. Unbelief. And we realized that when they wanted to say, you breached your promise, they were liars because there are believers that can testify that you always keep your weight. May you keep your weight, Heavenly Father. We are going to read your weight. May you help us so that you can guide us as we are going to break the bread with the believers here. May it be the pure weight, dear God. And I realize in the end time, ministers are tempted to bring their own thoughts. Let it not be the case this evening. Let's set my thoughts aside. Let it be your weight 
that will flow from the throne to the hearts of the believers, dear God. May they not see me. They may know me in various ways. But right now, let their attention be on the one that created us. He deserves us to uh, pay attention to him as we commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. Romans 8 verse 1. Romans 8 verse 1. Amen. You know, I'm told when when you read this from the original manuscript, there's no chapter seven and chapter eight. It runs continuously. Are we together? Because for you to understand Romans 8 verse 1, you've got to have read Romans 7 and came down with it because when somebody says there is therefore, that means he's putting an argument or a stance to the fore that therefore are we together? Therefore, it's always followed by a case that was presented, and now it, 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 it's a transitional weight from one case to the flip side of it. Are we together? Um, maybe let's do it like this. Let's read from Romans 7. Verse 17. Or verse 14, rather. I hope you don't mind. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Isn't it beautiful that a messenger of the first age can say such words? That's why God has got no room for supermen. Are we together? Verse 15. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. He's conflicted. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more that I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is not no more that I that do it, but sin that dwelleth me in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, 
bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Amen. As we take your seats. Just a couple of minutes. Amen. Just a, a moment. I want to speak on the scars of sin and the grace of God. Amen. Amen. The scars of sin and the grace of God. And if you want to make a follow-up to the sermon after the service, uh, read the spoken word, the cruelty of sin and the penalty that it, co- it costs to get sin of our lives. Are we together? Amen. How many agree that sin is cruel? Sin is cruel. And a lot of times, maybe just to paint to you how cruel and merciless sin can be just to paint a picture let's say it is a family beautiful family masterpiece mom and dad and the kids and the kids Uh, assume that everything is going very well in the family. They see dad going to work, bringing grocery month and paying bills. And it looks somewhat like a very beautiful family going forth. While the children are under the impression that everything is going on right, little do they know that there is something brewing underneath. Are we together? And Brother Brenham spoke about this. And one morning, the parents called the kids and said, Mommy and Daddy are going to separate Can you imagine the shock, the trauma, how horrible it would be to kids? Yesterday, all was well. Today, 
mommy and dad say they can't stay together anymore. I'm just painting you the cruelty of sin. Are you, are you with me? And after sin has been cruel, then there will be scars of sin. I hope you are with me here. I know I've just given an example with a family. Brother Brennan, actually, in a quotation here, he speaks about a young girl that went out for one night. It was just one night in her books. Went out with a group of friends. Brother Brennan says, well, they were at a party. A young boy spiked a drink, a Coke drink of this girl. When we say spike, that means they put, I'm told that if you, I don't know how true it is, if you were to put a panado into Coke, it causes a blackout. Maybe he did something like that, but Brother Mo says they spiked the drink of this girl. And the girl says to Brother Brenham, I took a drink, and once I was done, I don't know what happened to me, but when I woke up, my morals were gone. Brother Brenham says to the young girl, and she was admitted into a mental institution, Brother Brenham says, this girl was so scarred in her life based on that incident. I'm simply painting a picture that sin is cruel. But however, sin is attractive. Sin is attractive. The devil has got to put a bait for you. And, and you know when you put a bait for a rat, you would put cheese there. All the rat sees is cheese. And, it, and if you were to prevent the red from going closer to the bait, the red can accuse you of being very unfair because there is cheese and the cheese is the diet for the red and there is accessibility. It must access it. The only thing that can save the red is to be able to look at the cheese from the eye of the one that put the bait. Are you still with me? As long as the red sees the eating of the cheese, it's fine. As long as it does not know what the consequence of that action will be, it looks attractive. And how many, many of us are like a red that is looking at a cheese? We look at something that the devil puts in front of us. We say, how beautiful, how awesome. It is my right to access it. But if you were to flip it and look at it from the eye of the one that put the bait, you will realize that the end thereof is death. Are we going together? The wages of sin is death. Are we together? And the Bible says, uh, shun the appearance of evil. 
there, there are times, folks, where you can debate and rationalize things, but there are times where you've got to walk away. Sometimes walking away preserves your life. Are we together? And this scene, we see it in the beginning when God had this beautiful family masterpiece in the Garden of Eden. They were so much in unity with God that it, it pleased God for him to come down in the cool of the day just to fellowship with his family. It, it was beautiful. It, they were in so much harmony. And as long as they were in harmony with God, they were in control of their circumstances. Are we together? They were in control of their environment. But now we see when sin entered into the family, it marred that masterpiece. It spoiled the picture. A man that used to run to God's so that he can have a communion with God, was now running away from God. A man that could not die now started dying. And today, your sickness are as a result of sin. And sin is not adultery. Sin is not drinking. Sin is not speaking lies. Those are the results of sin. Sin is unbelief. Are we together? You can be sitting here and not be a drunkard. You could be sitting here and not be an adulterer. But you can still be a sinner. Are we together? Because sin means unbelief. The moment you do not believe the word of God, then sin sets in. And before we know it, then sin will begin to bear children or results in your life. But how do they come? It starts by disbelieving the word of God. Are we together? I, I don't know how many are sitting here that can say, Brother Madiba, ah, we wish, I so wish that this message could have come my way earlier in my life before I got involved in a lot of stuff. I, I don't know how many are saying that. And, and yes, you could be born in the message. But you must remember, being born in the message and the message being in you is totally different things. I've seen people that were born in the message, but the message was never in them. Are we together? It's at some point in time as they grow, then they pause and realize what happened. And a lot of times, even youngsters that were born in the message, the devil pulls them away and tells them that you need to experiment. You need to go and experience for yourself. And when they come and they realize the devil is nobody's friend, he will destroy you, he will cause regrets in your life. And when they come back, they as well say, only if I had known what mommy and dad were protecting me from, I should have never gone that way like the prodigal son. Are we together? Folks, sin is cruel. It breaks families. It, 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 it disorientates lives. Some people commit suicide because of sin. Are we together? I hope we are together with me. Job, you don't need to read here, I'll read. Job says in, the message, in, in Job 4.8, he says, Even as I have seen, they that plow iniquity and sow wickedness reap the same. Whatever you sow, you shall reap. 
Are we together? Sometimes the sowing happens in the dark, but the reaping happens during the day. Are we together? Any, any, you can never do something contrary to the word of God without paying a price. Are you here, church? Brother Brenham says in this message, Hebrews 2, 2, 2, 3, 8, 2, 32, he says, Now you say, well, can't we backslide? Absolutely. When you backslide, you are going to get it. Don't don't you worry. Abraham got it. The rest of them got it. You will get it. Uh, it's, It's not a threat, folks. The reason I'm saying that is that as you navigate life, you've got knowledge and understand that everything... In God's economy, every action has got consequences. Are we together? Uh, he says you'll pay, you'll pay for everything that you do. You will reap what you sow. You do one little sin, you will reap a whole wash tub full. But brother, that doesn't mean to say that you are lost. A believer shall never be lost. When God saves you, God is not an Indian giver, as the prophet says. If he saves you today, he saves you eternally. However, if along the way you drift off, you will not lose the relationship with him, but yet you will pay a price. The prodigal son left and for the far country. And went into the far country and did things in the far country. But it never changed his relationship with the father. No matter how his life degraded in the far country, what remained is that the prodigal son was still a son. But yet he had to pay for the decision that he took. Until such time he ate even with pigs. But one day, Brother Bram says, when he came to himself, there's got to come a time where you come to yourself. And folks, it's a journey to come to yourself. I've seen people that are far away from themselves. And when you are far away from yourself, we are simply saying you are far from your senses. You do things that you would never do. But there will be experiences that will cause you to come closer to yourself and interrogate yourself and have an introspection and say, what am I really doing here? Are we together? Until such time he made a way back home, Brother Brahman says the father saw him and welcomed him back because he lost fellowship, but he never lost the relationship. And when you lose the fellowship, although you remain with the relationship, but yet you will still pay a price. That's why David did a lot of things. Later he says, oh God, restore the joy of my salvation. He could never lose the salvation, but he had lost the joy of salvation. Sin will cause you to lose the joy of salvation. Do I have witnesses here? 
there are certain certain joy that you used to get because of a particular song, a particular psalm, a particular scripture, a particular quotation, a particular conference. But all of a sudden, the joy has gone away. What happened is because you have been disconnected from the main source. And that is why sin will disconnect you from the economy of God. And there is nothing as frustrating as having the status without the privileges that come with the status. Does somebody know what I'm talking about? There is nothing as frustrating as being a son of a king, but losing, having the status as the son of the king, but not having the privileges that go with the status. But have you ever seen when you've got status and you've got the privileges, then it creates authority. The servants in the compound can respect your weight because you've got status, you've got privileges, and you've got authority. A lot of times, believers, the devil does not respect them because they've got status, but they've got no privileges. And as a result, they do not have authority. And what takes away privileges? It is sin. And sin is not drinking, folks. Sin is unbelief. You can be in the message and look as righteous as you can be, but you can be right a sinner who has never even taken a drink. Does that sink in? Amen. I know some might battle with that. Yes, adultery, when you commit adultery, it's an evidence that you do not believe. The problem you cannot solve a symptom and expect to eradicate the root cause, you, the, the problem. You've got to find the root cause. Why is this man doing what he's doing? Why is this woman doing what they are doing? It's because firstly and fundamentally, they do not believe. And as a result, that's why you see them doing certain things. Are you still with me, folks? Brother Brenham says, and Abraham reaped what he sowed. And he says, but he was still saved. Are you still with me? I hope you are with me. Brother Brenham says in this message, and this is where young sisters have got to really listen to me and listen to me attentively. And you had much better read the spoken word, the invisible union of the bride. Brother Brenham says there are certain virtues that a woman has been entrusted with. And if she breaks or become disloyal to those virtues, she may be forgiven. But it is a scar that will remain with her for the rest of her life. And the day she gets married, she needs to confess that to her husband-to-be. Are we together? I hope you are with me here. I'm simply saying sin can leave permanent scars in your life. And if you can avoid, that is why you have come to the service. And every young girl and every young boy that is within the sound of my voice must take this warning to heart. Don't go downward on that route. That path will take you to destruction. 
Don't listen to your friends about experiencing. You listen to what mommy and dad are saying. Your life shall be preserved. The world will say you are a fool. The world will say you don't have an experience. But tell them that I thank God that I don't have to be broken before I can know that God can mend me. Because my dad was broken. My mommy was broken. I'm not going to go that route. I will learn from their mistakes. And you and I can agree, young girl and young boy, that anyone that has ever gone down that, down that route, they looked happy, but down the line, their lives were miserable. Am I talking to someone this evening? Brother Brenham says, still in the very same message, he says, Brother Brenham, Abraham, Hebrews, disobeyed God by leaving the promised land. Brother Brum says, any real Jew was not supposed to leave the promised land. Whenever a Jew left the promised land, he was cut off from God's blessings. That's why Naomi, when she went to Moab, she was cut off, and that's why her life was miserable. For her to be restored, she had to go back to the land of Israel. And Brother Branham says in the message, seven weeks of Daniel, he says the promised land is the message of the hour. Any believer that leaves the message of the hour, the blessings will be cut off. And if things do not work out, come back to the message. Come back to the promised land. There is, there is honey in the rock in the promised land. There is joy in the promised land. There is victory in the promised land. There is healing in the promised land. Whenever you don't experience any of this, that means you are outside. Come back from exile. Come back to the promised land. And when you are in the promised land, a new song will strike your heart. Brother Branham says, Abraham disobeyed God by leaving the promised land. He reaped what he sowed. He lied about Sarai, his wife, and nearly lost her to the king. He tried to fulfill God's promise by having a child through Hagar, and the result was Ishmael. Abraham's natural seed, the Jews, are still reaping the consequences of that mistake today. What you see happening there in the land of Israel between the Palestinians and the Israelites, Brother Branham said it can be traced back to the mistake that Abraham did when he disbelieved God's weight. Are we together? How many years has, has it happened? Over 6,000, almost 6,000 years. They are still battling there. That is, that is how the results of sin can linger upon the face of the earth. And sometimes, a lot of times, some of the kids, the reason they are in trouble is because of mistakes that their parents did. Are you still with me? Brother Branham says, Abraham, he says, Ishmael is the father of Arabs, and they have warred against Israel from that time until this day. But Abraham did not lose the promise that God gave him. He was still in the covenant. But think of the trouble that could have been avoided. He reaped what he sowed. Moses disobeyed God by smiting the rock the second time instead of speaking to it as God has told him. Moses paid for this dearly. 
Although water came forth, it had to because Moses was God's vindicated prophet. Moses was not allowed to enter the promised land himself. Think of the blessings he missed because of his sin. Moses' sin. Moses' sin. Unbelief. And Moses was not lost. But he reaped what he sowed. Same with you and I. If we were to do anything contrary to the word of God, we may never lose the fellowship, but we will reap what we sowed. Are we together, folks? Brother Branham says, Amen. I hope you are still with me. And this is where he's advising young girls. I think I had much better rated it. Read this. He says, the, in the message, the invisible union of the bride. He says, paragraph 12, marriage is the oldest institution in the world. Marriage was first and uh, was first performed was performed first and instituted in the Garden of Eden. A woman is entrusted with certain characters that she must not defy. A woman is entrusted is trusted to that. You know, I don't know many of you. And sometimes you walk in the mall, and you look how young men how they dress and young girls how they dress i don't know all timers that are here would know when when we were growing up if if maybe girls were playing and for by mistake their underneath garment show that girl will blush for the whole day she would not even be should even be scared to go out and participate during lunch because of of her blushing and and you look at the flip side of it today they don't mind that's what they show what happened there is because the veil of innocency has been ripped apart it seems it looks like the veil of sobriety has been ripped apart and there is the difference between a, a sister that is in the message and a young girl that is not in the message. The one in the message has got a veil of sobriety. But that one out there, they absolutely have nothing. They can do anything. They don't care. They've got no conscience. They've, they've lost all even human sensitivities. But in the message, God has veiled you with a veil of innocency. And stay with me. Don't ever allow civilization to rip it apart. Don't ever allow Hollywood to rip it apart. Don't ever allow your unbelief to rip it apart. Let it remain that way. Are you with me? And we know what Brother Branham says when he speaks about virtues. We know what he, he refers to. Amen. Maybe I had much better say this because certain, I mean, they say, know the truth, the truth will set you free. Brother Brenham, in one quotation, you can just put it up, punch it in your computer. He says, when a woman, young girl, gets married, being a virgin, 
she remains a virgin for the rest of her life, even though she is married. Go and check it out. Are you still with me? He says a woman is trusted to that. And when we say a woman, we refer to a church as well. There is not a creature on the earth like a woman. There is no any other creature. A woman was not even in the beginning of the creation because no God knew that she would fall. All other females could not commit adultery, but she's the one that can commit adultery. Hallelujah, which is refers to the church. She would have been made like the original that would have been discomplimentary of God's grace wisdom. She was made a byproduct of a man. But because she was cast over in that side, she has also been given a sacred charge from God for redemption. She's got characters that she must not defile. If she would mar them, she's defiled for lifetime. No matter how much she's forgiven, she can't be justified. Brother Brun say, I will strike that in a little bit. And I've got a scripture on that. She can be forgiven for her defilement, but she cannot be justified in this life. It's always with her. She has been forgiven. She may not be. Uh, she, has, she may be forgiven, but not justified. So, in the when we say justify, it means you have never done it in the first place. And when we say forgiven, it means you did something, and forgiveness was granted for you. Brother Branham says, if this thing ha- was to happen, she can be forgiven. But she cannot be justified. It will always remain with her for the rest of our, her life. Are we together, folks? What does it mean, parents? It means that our kids, we must be able to teach them while they are still young. I don't say they will not go astray, but as parents, we would have done our best. Are we together? And we are in a much better position to talk to them about these things and show them the right way while they are still here. The danger part today, we wait until they are older. And when they, do you know Brother Brenham actually says in one message, he says the right time to accept Christ is between 18 and 21. Do you know that? He says many of the people that came to the Lord, they came in their early 20s. So right there before they hit the early 20s, speak to them about the Lord. Pray for them. Fellowship with them. You are, you are putting something in them that the devil shall never take away from them. Are we together? Maybe many of you, you don't know. When Coca-Cola realized that they were losing sales around the world, that young people were no longer buying Coke, they were now buying Apple products, your iPad and iPod and music Walkman and so forth. They realized that they were losing the number one spot of being the most loved brand by teens around the world. You know what they did? I'm sure many of you, you saw. They went on a campaign. They went in every country. They went to the home affairs of that country. And they bought the data. And to check if it is routing, how many names in routing are popular. How many names in Pumalanga are popular? How many names in Zimbabwe are popular? They did it on a global scale. And they began to have the, you saw, cans coming out with your name to me. Hallelujah. 
and you saw even your 500 mil coming with different name table. You, 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 I don't know how many saw that. And they had things at the mall where youngsters could go there and you would go in and your name will be printed on a can. They went on a global scale. And as a result of that, they were able to bring back the tin market. They were able to, to recruit them and retain them. Are we together? And I'm saying if a major conglomerate like Coca-Cola can realize that we are losing young people and they do something about it, surely the church of the living God, when they realize we are losing our young people, maybe we must be able to say to them, look, Coca-Cola can get your name on a can, but I can tell you, I can show you your name where it was written before the, lambs, before the foundation of the, of the world. Your name was in the Lamb's book of life. Young people, which one is more cooler? Your name on a can that expires or your name in the Lamb's book of life that was written by God himself before the foundation of the world. I would rather have my name there. And when you know that your name is there, it shapes how you behave. You avoid even the appearance of evil. It makes you to be a young, responsible believer. Even you, old folks, it makes you to be responsible. If you are a family man, you become a family man. Because let me tell you, see, every one of us, unless we are awake, the devil can break up our families. Sin, when it has entered into the camp, it causes havoc. They were meant to win the battle. And God had promised Joshua that they would win the battle. But before Joshua knew it, 36 men were down. And he said, hang on. God never promised that it would be like that. What has gone wrong? Let us check in the camp and they realized there was a man, Achan, that stole a Babylon garment. And because there was a foreign thing in the camp, there was disbelief in the camp. People died as a result. And Brother Brennan said, the reason today the church does not have divine healing among themselves is because sinners entered among themselves. And I say, it's time the church searches themselves. Are you here, church? Every promise in this Bible can be actualized. But the reason it's not actualized, there's so much unbelief. Brother Brennan in the message, and knoweth not, he says, I do not know of anything that is hindering the going away of the church than unbelief. There's so much unbelief. Are you with me? Amen. But when sin has come, broken you, spoiled you, there is the grace of God that can take away sin. Let's put it this way. The scripture says, the sins the iniquity of the parents shall be visited upon the children. Isn't it so? That means if your grandfather did something, it will catch up with you as a grandson or granddaughter. How sure are you this evening? And remember, Christ says, I did not come to take away the law. I've come to magnify the law. Are you with me? My question is, 
if the sins or the iniquity of the parents shall be visited upon the children, as we are sitting here tonight, all of us here, how sure are we that our grandfathers, our grandmothers, our great-grandfathers and our great-great-mothers were righteous before the face of God? And if they did something that was contrary to the word of God, it will be visited upon you. That is the weight. Are we together? But here is a beautiful picture. I do not care what they did. There is grace enough to take away the effects of their sins upon our lives. That means no matter what my grandmother did or my grandfather did, I don't care how many murderers and adulterers and drunkards are in my lineage. There is the grace of God this evening that can break the chain of the devil and deliver you as a righteous man under a new lineage. Do you believe that? That's why Paul, when he thought about it, he came to his point and said, Therefore, therefore, there is no more condemnation to them that are in Christ. And this evening I want to say to you, some of you, you have done things, the devil has made you commit a lot of things until he reminds you of those things. But this evening, I want to say in Christ, there is therefore no condemnation. Every sin has been forgiven and the bride has been justified and you are that bride. That is the grace of God that can take away the scars of sin upon our lives. Where would we be outside of the grace of God? We were lost like the way they are being lost. But the God's grace put something in us that we can become trackable in God's economy. Like a car that was lost that I had a tracker. You had a divine tracker. And when you were lost, God began to look for you. And wherever you were, there was a light that was lighting. And the Holy Ghost came your way. And this evening, here you are. You have been found by the grace of God. And God overlooked your shortcomings. God overlooked your imperfection. God overlooked your background. God overlooked your lineage and handpicked you and said, that's my son, that's my daughter. It makes me feel good. I don't know how many are happy about that. Folks, we have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. No other people can claim that. Have you ever seen Brother Bram speaks when sin has entered the family and broken the family. Brother Branham speaks about a couple that were divorcing and they were busy saying, let us, let us share our, our belongings. And he says, they said, this one I say, I'll take the sofa. That one I say, I'll take the coffee table. I'll take the bed. I'll take the living room table. So they were sharing. And he said, as they were busy, Splitting these things. Then he said, all of a sudden, they held on a shoe. And he says, that shoe was the shoe of their late baby who couldn't make it. And he says, when they held it onto it, they realized that 
it never it did not belong to either of them it belonged to both of them when they held it brother Bram says when they realized that this one can never be shed this one is what we have in common he says now tears began to stream down their cheeks because they had found something in common it reminds me when i found something common with god i wish you get a folks and he saved us never to lose us. Here is a beautiful thing. There is a difference between mercy and grace. How are they different? When you are in the court of law and you appear before a magistrate and you are there pleading and say, I'm the first offender. I'm in school. I'm still young. Uh, and he looks at you and has mercy on you. He can be able to say, uh, instead of 15 years, he can say, maybe serve one year outside, which is suspended sentence, those that know better, where you serve outside. Are we together? The magistrate looked at you, had mercy on you, but he did not have grace upon you. Because when you have mercy, that means you empathize. But grace does, is not about empathy. Grace transforms you. The magistrate can look at you and have mercy, but can say, go away. I don't need to put you in prison. But he doesn't take away the desire to sin. But grace looks at you and say, he is this and such and such and such. But when grace is expressed, you walk away and you are never the same. And I say, we have received grace. That's why Brother Bram says, we are Mrs. Jesus Christ. Oh, he says, it's like we have never done it in the first place. We have been justified. He says there is a new book. That book, that book that had all the issues, God took it and threw it into the sea of forgetfulness. And he himself has forgotten about your sin. That's what grace does. And so you are now Mrs. Jesus Christ. Therefore, therefore, there is no more condemnation to them that are in Christ. Who is Christ? The revealed word of the hour. The message of the hour. If you are into this ark in the end time, no more condemnation. That's why in the end time, Brother Brenham came and preached marriage and divorce. It's, it was a tense subject. Tense subject. He actually, as he's preaching it, he comes to a spot and says, I, I told Brother Woods that I can't, I can't tell the church the whole thing. There are some pages that I, I really scrapped off from my notes because I had no guts to tell the church that. As he was sitting, he says, I've got men here that have married three times. I've got even my son that is divorced. And as a result, and he painted the picture of marriage and divorce until people realized that, goodness, we have just gotten our ticket to hell, to hell because based on this, we do not qualify. But when he comes to the end, he says, under modern conditions, under modern conditions as his prophet, I say to you, go and sin no more. You have been forgiven. That is grace. As we stand to our